Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic, host of Bachelor Nation News. Uh, Thursday here, November 2nd, 2023. We got all your pop culture and a lot to get into on today's Bachelor Rush Hour. One day closer to the weekend, and boy, did we earn it. We are days closer to Thanksgiving. Christmas is around the corner, and your New Year's resolutions will soon be forgotten. That's right. How do we do in 2023? We tried our best, and now it's time to mail it in the back half of the year. All right, lots to get into. We have Golden Bachelor tonight. We have Bachelor in Paradise, and we have the biggest Bachelor uh, episode of them all. That's right. Clayton Eckert is back in court uh, in a, I, I believe, what is in uh, an injunction. Injunction against harassment in IAH. What does that mean? I I don't know, folks. I just don't know. But he's in court. He started this proceeding two weeks ago. Do you remember two weeks ago? We found out to our delight that the court case was being live streamed. And we actually got to see uh, what some people think is not a real belly from a not really pregnant person that is accusing Clayton of being the father of her unborn twins. Well, again, that's what some people are saying. I don't think I can legally get in trouble for sharing opinions uh, that people have, including my own. But I tell you what, we have never been hit harder with legal threats. So we'll have to see if we get served, but it is fully expected at this point. Uh, but we, we are going to wait and see what lead blocker Clayton Eckerd comes up with on today's court case. I hate to make light of this. It's very serious uh, because, you know, financially speaking and all consequences out there, no one wants to get served. No one wants to go to court. No one wants to have civil hearings that get dragged on for years on end or a litigation that that sees no light at the end of the tunnel. But that's where we are, folks, in the days of our lives. I'm going to share with you a quick clip, a soundbite from Clayton Eckerd. We'll share that. I've got your Paradise previews for tonight. At the very end of this episode, and I mean the very end, I will share spoilers for what reality Steve says will be the end of the season, uh, as far as Bachelor in Paradise is concerned. We'll do that at the end. You will get knowledge before I do that. I promise you we won't do that in the first 20 minutes of this video, of this podcast. So if you are looking for that, or if, if you're looking to avoid that, just know you'll have fair warning before that comes out. All right. Well, where do you guys want to begin? Should we begin with Clayton? So as far as we can tell, the court hearing today is a continuation from the one from two weeks ago where we saw a visibly disgruntled judge reject Jane Doe's offer to show off her belly. She said she wanted to show Clayton that she's pregnant, that she's got the belly right here. And uh, she says, may I show Clayton? And the judge said no. And what we found out afterwards from Clayton is that he didn't even look at her once. Now she was on a Zoom call. He was the only person in the hearing. He showed up in a t-shirt I mean, you know, was it a nice t-shirt? Sure. Is it Scottsdale? That's 100 degrees? Sure. But my guess is today he shows up in suit and tie. My guess is today he shows up with legal counsel. Money has been raised from all of you for Clayton. I don't know if he has access to those funds, but just knowing they are there is very helpful when it comes to planning uh, for this process. As you guys know, we've accessed a lawyer and uh, hired a lawyer to represent me due to the ongoing threats that I have against me for 
my coverage of this case. It's getting sloppy, folks. It is getting sloppy. Well, anyway, here's what Clayton had to say about why he believes he is 1,000% not the father. Have a listen. I went public and stated I signed up for a prenatal paternity test. Now she needs to schedule her part. I then placed that upon her to schedule her portion. And then as people knew that she had to schedule it, she then scheduled. Um, But the test came back little to no fetal DNA present, which would track with her not actually being five months pregnant with twins because if she had twins, then there would be fetal DNA present. She claims that there was an issue with the sample. She then submitted another sample that got caught up in Tennessee or wherever. It didn't make its way there. I, I, can, I can give my own opinion on what I believe happened, and I believe the message may have been intercepted, but I do not know that. Um, but I know that when she tests again, it's going to come back the same thing. I do not believe at this point, I'm not technically questioning that she's not pregnant because I do believe she may have gotten pregnant to corroborate her story, but I 1,000% she is not believe that she's not five months pregnant with my twins. And that ultrasound that I have, I, she would not call the facility when, we, when I met with the mediator at the early resolution conference. She would not get on the phone and make a phone call to just state, did I in fact come to this facility? Because I believe she never went to that facility and that is a falsified medical record. Falsified medical records claiming she may be pregnant just for sort of a pregnancy alibi. These are crazy allegations. But again, crazy can be met at the 50-yard line when it comes to the content we have here. And this is why I'm considering this uh, with my with my opinion, I'm not saying I'm a sort of a expert historian in the bachelor world, but in the modern bachelor era, I'm considering this the most wild and crazy bachelor story of all time. And look, I've made a 25-minute video today, as it's hard to make videos that are short regarding this subject. I know I've covered this with hundreds of minutes so far, but I made a video today showing, because people say, hey, Dave, how do you know she's actually going to, you know, issue you a temporary restraining order or an, uh, an injunction against harassment, which is called an IAH, which is like a restraining order? And I say, well, because she all week long sent me messages after I told her, leave me alone, don't message me. She sent me messages saying, oh, I'm, I, I can't believe you won't take up my offer to delete your videos in exchange for me not coming after you. So I'm going to come after you. And uh, and that's where we stand. So I fully expect she will be serving me that uh, temporary restraining order. I don't know the process moving forward, but once that paper has been served directly to my lawyer, we will mount whatever case we can to show a judge why we have operated in good faith in covering this news story in our very niche bachelor nation. Now, look, I might not be CNN. I might not be Fox News. I might not be MSNBC, but I am Dave Neal, and I put my name on the coverage that we have shared here. I am not hiding behind a screen. I am not asking to be redacted. I have actually protected. If anything, I should be granted an order uh, of of praise for my ability and uh, my good faith in protecting her image as I've asked no one to harass her as I've asked. But I mean, look, the, when it comes to collateral damage, I said, if anyone wants to go to the courthouse, there's going to be a hearing 
thing. And if it's open to the public, you'll be allowed to go sit in. And then she says, oh, I'm uh, inciting harassment because I'm telling people to go harass her in person. No, that is just not the case. I believe in the court system and I believe any reasonable judge will see me, somebody just doing their job as far as it fits into the parameters of what I'm allowed to discuss publicly. And I fully believe that that will all play out. Sadly, it has to play out in a court system that would be much better served with you know real cases of orders of protection, real cases of domestic issues, real cases of, you know, maybe men dodging, uh, 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 you know, uh, court hearings and not paying child support and things like that. I think that would be the better place, uh, a better, uh, you know, use of the energy of the court system. But I am, you know, essentially being sucked into it. So here we are. We won't be silenced. And I think, you know, she also claimed, oh, Dave, you're profiting off of all of this. And and my my belief there is like, like, look, people have joined my Patreon because they think I'm one of the only people talking about this and that's a good thing. Let's be quite honest. If I cowered to her threats and didn't continue doing what I think is the right thing to do, I would be fraudulent. I would be lacking the backbone I believe I have to cover this case and the case would just go away and disappear. And that's what's happened in the past. And that's why it happens in the future. It just It's a cycle that needs to be broken. And Patreon and everyone who joined the GoFundMe, and everyone who's listening to this, and they, you, are all cogs in a machine that is fighting against that silencing. So I want to thank everyone. And look, if there's wild and crazy evidence that comes out that was uh, unavailable to us beforehand that changes the opinion, I'll be the first to tell you, hey, actually, no, I feel like she is pregnant. Turns out Clayton's been lying the whole time. He lied to my face. He's been gaslighting us. Here's the proof she is pregnant. Here's the proof. Look, I believe in science. And I believe in evidence when it's cross-examined and can withstand scrutiny. I believe in all of that. I don't believe we have seen that in this case. Happy to change my opinion based on information as it comes. And I support a society that is willing to change opinions when the situation arises. We just haven't been presented with that type of evidence so far. Have we been presented with a lot of evidence? Oh, yeah. We've been presented with tons of evidence. But let me tell you guys this those that follow Bachelor Rush Hour podcast. There are strange things that have not been revealed yet that are cards being held close to the heart. There are strange connections. There are ways in which I believe harassment has occurred and they have not been revealed yet. And we're just holding on to those in the chance we have to share that in the courtroom. You know what I mean? The best defense is a good offense. And all we want to do is get the truth out there. That's it, folks. There's no harm in that, right? All right. Well, I guess there's harm in the person who wants to prevent the truth from being out there. But boy, that can really make for a, uh, you know, sort of a wild time. Right. When uh, when, uh, you know, the the it's because the one thing to cover your ass when you're you know, it's one thing to cover your ass when you're dealing with people in privacy or whatever. But she's had to deal with so many uh, uh, investigators on the Internet. She's had to deal with so all these past cases coming to light. 
in her current case coming to light that it's kind of hard. And, uh, you know, uh, you, you know, you, you see the walls closing in, you see sloppiness occurring. And all I can say is there seems to be some, um, webs that are being drawn that are putting this whole story into its proper place. So when I say, I do believe this could be a fantastic documentary one day, that doesn't mean I want to fund it. That doesn't mean I'm going to try to profit off of it. That's just me saying this case is stranger than fiction. And anyone and everyone I've talked to, including several lawyers, has been jaw-dropped, edge-of-the-seat listening as they hear this story play out. You know what's not interesting is this season of Bachelor in Paradise. I'll tell you what, it's okay. The season's doing just okay. But let's listen to a trailer for tonight's episode. Have a listen. A lot of couples are flourishing. Romance is in bloom, but who is doomed? Charity said stay away from Aaron. Charity, how keen are you to destroy my life? New Bachelor in Paradise, Thursday on ABC. All right, that's tonight. And we also have a uh, Golden Bachelor on tonight. So we'll cover a little bit of that in a few moments. But here is an interesting tip for you guys from Jason Tartik's Trading Secret Podcast. This is a mentalist named Oz the Mentalist. And he actually offers a tip. He says this is not uh, some sort of quack research. This is just honest information on how to remember people's names better. This could help you out with your career. Hey, if you happen to be on a hinge date and you forget the name of the person, this is a quick and easy way to remember people's names. Have a listen. I know everyone's names and I'll have the CEO or senior leadership come up to me and go, I've worked with these people 20 years. I don't know half the names. How did you pull that off? Honestly, Dale Carnegie, like it was straight up just very simple. It's not even mnemonics. Learning how to remember someone's name is a muscle that you exercise. And the main culprit is when you ask someone their name, you don't actually listen. So you don't imprint it on your memory. It disappears within about five seconds because as you ask them their name, you're getting ready to say your own name. Mm -hmm. So what's happening is your brain is switching two things at the same time. So what I do is I look them in the eye, I make my mind a blank, like full on meditative white paper, white paper. And I will repeat their name at least twice. Ashley, how do you spell it? Is it Ashley E-Y the normal way? That's the right way. And then I'll say something like, Ashley, I got to tell you, I love those shoes. And so if you can repeat it twice, give it a moment to sink in. It's kind of like it marinades. You'll be shocked. Be like, oh my God, Ashley with the good shoes. I liked her. And you'll remember it. You know, that's how I feel about our podcast, Bachelor Rush Hour. It's like Bachelor Happy Hour, but successful. And history is being made tonight on The Golden Bachelor as we have the first ever Golden Bachelor hometowns. Here's a quick preview. It's more than the rose. It's a future. I have no way of knowing how this will turn out. It's gut-wrenching to do what I have to do. So obviously, Gary's got some tough choices to make on this very sped up season. Here's some more thoughts about hometowns. It's hometowns week. The last time I met family of someone that I was about to fall in love with was in 1968. I'm really excited about it because family is very important to me. It's gonna look a lot different from someone who's in their 20s and 30s because I will be meeting the children instead of meeting the parents. We're on our way to hometowns. So this is a critical week. I have three women left. I have Faith, I have Leslie, and I have Teresa. And they all have said that they're falling in love with me. But it's been so long 
since I first felt those feelings with my wife. So I'm in uncharted waters here. My feelings with each one of these women are strong. And I only want to say I love you to one more person in my lifetime. So I hope I'm able to sort my feelings out and, and do the right thing. All right, there it is, folks. Faith, Leslie, and Teresa, they are up. And for some non-Bachelor news, oh, Succession is in the news. Do you guys remember Alan Ruck? He played, I guess, the older brother in Succession? Well, he's crashed his truck into an L.A. pizza shop. The incident is under investigation. And just from the look of things, this is reported on TMZ, the truck is actually a Rivian, which is like a really expensive electric truck. Alan Ruck might want to consider delivery next time he's got a hankering for pizza ramming his truck into the side of a pie joint in a four-way crash in Hollywood. Again, we don't know who's at fault here. Maybe he was, uh, you know, dodging, you know, a pedestrian. Law enforcement sources say the crash occurred around 9 p.m. Tuesday at Raffalo's Pizza at the intersection of La Brea Ave and Hollywood Boulevard. Video shows the actor's Rivian with about half of the cab lodged into the side of the brick building. Yikes, folks. Our sources say two people were injured in the crash, but both were conscious and breathing, so they're likely to be okay. Thankfully, no pedestrians were struck in the accident. We're also told there's no indication of a DUI. So very scary times out there, but glad it looks like everyone will be safe. Scarlett Johansson takes legal action against AI app that used her likeness for an ad without permission. All right, we're going to see a lot of these lawsuits in the future, folks. A lot of these lawsuits of, you know, unchartered territories, people suing companies that use their likeness for profit. Scarlett Johansson has initiated legal proceedings against an AI application that utilized her name and image in an online advertisement without authorization. And um, she she was featured in a 22-second ad shared on Twitter by an AI image-generating app named Lisa AI, 90s yearbook and avatar. Jo- Johansson's reps, as confirmed to Variety, clarified that she isn't an official rep for the app. Her attorney, Kevin Yorn, addressed the issue from a legal standpoint. The advertisement was observed on October 28th and seems to have been removed from the internet since then. We do not take these things lightly. Per our usual co- course of action in these circumstances, we will deal with it with all legal remedies that we will will have. Yeah, I mean, look, have you guys seen this yearbook app? I haven't done it. I think it costs like five bucks. But boy, the AI images look good. But you know, you're signing your life away. Who knows what they're doing with your image once they use it? Oh boy, we are just entering a generation that is going to have nothing but accusations of fake news and fake voices. I never said that. That wasn't me. That was AI. Oh boy, can you imagine getting in a fight with your spouse? No, honey, I didn't say you look fat in that jean. That was just the AI speaking. Sharon Stone is in the uh, courtroom. She says doctors missed diagnosing her brain hemorrhage because staff thought she was faking. You know, this is an issue that exists. Um, I can I can be very empathetic towards the the uh, the cause out here. A lot of women uh, get misdiagnosed in hospitals because doctors aren't listening to them, thinking they're hysterical when in fact they've got an issue. You know, there's so many. I mean, there's uh, there's so many conditions out there that are underdiagnosed because doctors don't know what they are and aren't listening. Right. So during a recent interview, and again, look, not to bash doctors, I'm sure it's complicated, but this does happen. Sharon Stone revealed that when 
when she experienced a brain hemorrhage in 2001, doctors suspected she was faking it. In 2001, the Emmy-winning actress experienced a stroke that caused a nine-day brain bleed and resulted in a mere 1% chance of survival, prompting her to take a hiatus from Hollywood. Speaking to Vogue, the 65-year-old star of Basic Instinct recounted the moment when she was hurried into the hospital after experiencing a lightning bolt-like pain in the head. I remember waking up on a gurney and asking the kid wheeling it where I was going and him saying brain surgery. A doctor had decided without my knowledge or consent that he should give me exploratory brain surgery and sent me off to the operating room. Continuing her discussion, she said, What I learned through that experience is that in a medical setting, women often just aren't heard, particularly when you don't have a female doctor. Due to the medical staff not taking her pain seriously, they initially overlooked her brain hemorrhage. They missed it with the first angiogram and decided that I was faking it. My best friend talked them into giving me a second one, and they discovered that I had been hemorrhaging into my brain my whole subarachnoid pool and that my, and that my vertebral, ver, uh, vertebral artery was ruptured. I would have died if they had sent me home. Following her hospitalization, she encountered challenges in walking and experiencing a considerable weight loss. I bled so much into my subarachnoid pool, head, neck, and spine that the right side of my face fell. My left foot was dragging severely, and I was stuttering very badly. Weird, guys. Very scary stuff. So glad to see she actually got the help, and kudos to her best friend for fighting for her safety right there. But what a sad and scary story indeed. All right. In other news, Disney's set to buy, to buy the full control of Hulu in a deal with Comcast. Does that mean we can get rid of Disney Plus and can we just have all of Disney Plus content on Hulu? I think that would be nice. Um, HBO CEO confesses to trolling critics with fake tweets after Rolling Stone expose. That's crazy. Look, look, I'm all about people sharing their opinions online, but whenever anyone creates fake content, we call that astroturfing. That's like a grassroots effort that is... Uh, uh, fake, right? That's what AstroTurf is, fake grass, and it's a fake movement. So <laughs> the CEO confesses to trolling critics with fake tweets after a Rolling Stone expose. Casey Blois confirmed Rolling Stone's report that he ordered staff to create fake accounts to fire back at critics during a press event. All right, that, my friends, is not a good look. It's like if your content sucks, let it live. Uh, in other news, Shit's Creek star Emily Hampshire apologizes for Johnny Depp Amber Heard Halloween costume. She called it thoughtless, insensitive, and ignorant. Oh boy, can you believe it? I mean, in 2023, we're still finding new ways to offend people with Halloween costumes. It's like, I and I get it. That's yeah. That's uh, you know, you don't want to make, make a costume based off of domestic violence, regardless of which side you're on. It was an ugly court case. And in our final pop culture news story of the day, Britney Spears has an impressive first week of books. Sales, but still falls short to Prince Harry. Looks like she sold 1.1 million copies, which is very impressive. I'm sure she's made her money back on whatever advance they gave her. I think it was like between 10 and 15 million. Whereas Prince Harry's book sold 1.6 million copies in the U.S. in its first week. And you got to give credit to Prince Harry. I mean, look, here you have a British guy who marries a Canadian woman and some, right? Is she Canadian? Uh, Meghan Markle? I don't know. And either way, he becomes a bestseller here in the U.S. That is global reach, folks. And speaking of global reach, we've got Reality Steve spoilers. Are you ready for this? I'm going to do this quickly. All right, folks, if you don't want Reality Steve spoilers for what happened on this uh, on this season of Bachelor in Paradise, now's the chance to tune away. I'll do it all within the next 90 seconds. And here it comes in 3, 2, 1. Spoilers for Bachelor in Paradise are as follows. Kat Izzo and John Henry 
Henry are engaged. That's right, folks. They are engaged. Can you believe that? How does that happen? We'll have to watch the show to find out because as of right now, I think she's only done a body shot off of him. I feel like that's all they've done. He's been, you know, had his fingers sucked by other contestants. So a real whirlwind of emotions from finger sucking to engagement. Hey, maybe one of the contestants wasn't sucking his finger. Maybe she was cleaning it off before he got an engagement ring put on. That makes no sense whatsoever. The other engagement is Eliza and Aaron. So Charity's going to make an appearance tonight. Will she give Eliza her blessing? We'll have to see. But either way, having met Aaron in person, and I always go off of my gut instinct, seems like a pretty good guy. Tall, strong, smart, funny, nice. And we'll have to see how that relationship with Eliza plays out in other Bachelor in Paradise news. Becca Serrano. A night one elimination on Zach's season arrives and goes on a date with Brayden, and that is the reason why Rachel Reckia self-eliminates. Will Rachel Reckia be upset that she uh, was turned over by a first night elimination named Becca? We'll have to see. Blake Moynes also self-eliminates, so clearly doesn't work out with Jess Gerard, and Tyler breaks up with Mercedes at the end. All right, so that's a quick look at what's to come as far as spoilers go. And look, don't give me that, yeah, what you did a spoiler and I wasn't ready. I told you at the beginning. I told you now. You have to live with it. You got the spoilers. All right, folks? In other news, oh, tomorrow I'm traveling to Nashville to look at home. So I'll have my episode up probably extra early tomorrow. We will be covering all that goes down with Clayton's court case today and other news in Bachelor Nation, including our recap from tonight's episode of Paradise and Golden Bachelor. And the beat goes on. Saturday, Caitlin Bristow is on Driving with Dave. So, so much content coming your way be prepared and thanks again for all the downloads you guys have really made this podcast pop we have just uh, c- completed our 12 first 12 months of bachelor rush hour i would have never thought we'd have the success that we have found it is all because of you listening sharing with your communities if you're in a bachelor community or pop culture community or friend group or chat give me a shot tell them every afternoon they can catch me Giving y'all that sweet, sweet content. As always, I'm Dave Neal, and this was Bachelor Rush Hour.